What's going on, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the California Underground Podcast. I am your host, Phil, and I am here with my trusty co-host, who is the best and fastest researcher in the West, Camille. And also, it's a special day. She let me know before we hopped on. It has been officially <laughs> six months since uh, since she's been the co-host. So let's hear it for her. Is it going to work? I was going to do the sound effect. And of course, it's yeah, not we're, well, it's uh, not we're waiting. It'll come in in a second. But anyway, it's been six months since Camille's been uh, co-host and it's been great. It's and she think to the day and she thinks she's going to get fired every right. single time that we go on live mm-hmm. or after a podcast. But she is in no danger. There we go. Uh, there's no danger of her actually being fired off of this podcast. So uh Always glad. Thank you for being my co-host for six months and putting up with me as well. Oh, no. Thanks for having me. I always have fun I, here. Excellent. So uh, this is sort of a makeup podcast from Tuesday because we had technical difficulties with James Gallagher. He's going to come back. We are, uh, I assume we're in talks with his press guy to get him back on soon. He said he really wanted to come back. Um through whatever the noise we were hearing from him. He said it was very sorry. He wants to come back on. So James Gallagher will be back on. So we said, well, we can't go without a full week without a podcast. So I said, let's do this episode where we kind of just do like a freewheeling, take your question sort of thing. Um, and then sort of like in the last couple hours, we started sending articles back and forth and we're like, maybe we should talk about this. Maybe we should talk about that. And fitting enough because it's June 1st, we started to talk or send stuff back and forth about pride and what's going on in California and all the controversies. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's probably going to get a little spicy, uh, not going to lie. So, um, hold on. I'm just getting some stuff ready. There is a lot of stuff that's coming up. Um, we got a lot of stuff. We're still going to take your questions. We're still going to answer your questions. So if you have questions, make sure you put them in the chat on rumble or YouTube, whichever place you're watching. Any thoughts before we dive into this not hot button issue, totally mundane, totally vanilla, not controversial at all, any of these topics? Any thoughts before we jump into that? I think we should just jump in. I have so many thoughts, but they're related to, you know, what we're going to talk about. So do you have any thoughts? Do I have any thoughts? I mean, I do, but I think like once we get into it. I'll kind of express my feelings a little bit more about what's going on and my opinion. And it might be the, my, this might be like a more spicy episode. And I guess this kind of goes in line with the poll we put up on Instagram, which said, do you want us to cover more cultural issues? This would certainly cover the cultural stuff. So this is definitely a cultural issue here in California, a little bit of politics, but mostly. Cultural. I'm, losing um, I'm going to just keep talking because I know we had these technical difficulties. So I'm just going to keep talking over keep and talking. see. Hopefully the gods, the gods have not been nice to us for some reason um, when it comes to podcasting this week. So we're just going to plow through. Uh, Maybe you sent you me this gods. article from Riley's farm. <laughs> the, yeah, I shouldn't. I'm putting God's name in vain. Uh you sent me this article from Riley's farm. Um, who is Riley's farm? What is this before I jump into this article or this blog? 
It's a Riley's farm is uh it's an apple farm. Do you are you am I talking over you? I'm just not gonna talk. No, it's uh you said it's an apple farm. It's here in California. It's a, so it's a, it's in California. It's an apple farm. Now I forget exactly where it is, but it might be somewhere between you and I actually like in the hills. And uh, they do lots of Civil War reenactments. You can go and like, like it's like old timey little house on the prairie style. Lots of California, Southern California elementary schools do field trips there. I did when I was in fifth grade. I have also taken my kids multiple times apple picking and they make amazing apple pies and they're a very fun like family friendly event place to go to and explore. And they wrote this article about uh and, yeah. Pride Month and transgenderism. Which yes. seems kind of odd, but um hold on, I'm pulling something up. Um oh that's weird. We're not going live on Rumble right now. Awesome. Thanks, Riverside. <laughs> Killing it this week, Riverside. Riverside is the software we use for our podcast. Oh, it's absolutely killing us this week. Um, is, is that the problem here? Is it Riverside? I think it's Riverside. I think I have to write them a nasty email because, uh, yeah, at this point, this is two times in a row we've had issues. Anyway, that's not what people are tuning in for. So this article, I'm going to get into, Let's read it. Uh, it's sort of like a blog op-ed. Uh, he says... When it comes to reliving mythologies or reenacting history, it's important to weigh the true depth of the absurdities we are being asked to applaud and likewise to understand why our very compassion keeps us from playing the adult in the room. If you follow the comments in some of these discussions, you see a huge majority of people plainly disgusted with falsely realized identities. If most of the men who pine to be women could actually achieve such transformation, we wouldn't be having an argument. We would simply see them as women. The problem is they can't. Nobody wants to watch a football game over beer cans decorated with a skinny, breastless dude pretending to be a girl. It's no more real than a female Daniel Boone or a fairy godmother with a mustache. And that's the point they don't want real. They want you to stop caring about real altogether. I suppose we could be libertarian enough to just walk on by and we could be Christian enough to feel sorry for them. But that's not what these folks are after. They want a very intimate spot at your child's bedtime story hour. They want to be off in the sin list at your pastor's pulpit. They want a normalized cast of characters in your teenager's public school reading list. They want the next major Disney film to feature golden-hearted cross-dressers and, a mean, and mean-spirited men of religion. In short, they want the social construct dismantled so thoroughly that girls won't be able to shop for gowns by themselves and boys won't be able to sigh at the image of a surfer girl in a bikini. We have reached a point, if Bud Light, Target, and Disney are any guide, where we have been asked to pretend for too long, where we've been asked to affirm absurdities too outrageous for our tolerance and our child's safety. It may even be a costly benefit associated with COVID debacle if you ask a nation repeatedly to pretend incompetent scientists actually know what they're talking about. You just might create a generation willing to say, okay, let's keep the women with beards out of women's locker rooms. So I think uh, I think this sums it up pretty well, especially coming from an apple farm. Um, I don't think you'd expect that from an apple farm, but I think he kind of sums it up pretty well. 
uh, for anyone, we always put all these links in the show notes. So if you want to read like the full article, you can certainly do so. Um, I, and I would agree with his last paragraph. I think we've gotten to a weird point where it's, it's gotten to a point where the absurdity is, is too much for people to really tolerate. It's too much for people to accept anymore. It's no longer about at this point, accepting it's more, well, it's not just about, I'm trying to figure out the right words. Cause remember we would, we don't want to be super spicy. It's, it's no longer just about like, oh, you, we acknowledge you. We know you have this lifestyle. That's great. We don't care. Live your life, whatever. You have the freedom to do so. It's America uh, to one of almost obedience to this ideology where you have to almost kneel down to this, this weird ideology. And it's gotten to a point where people, they keep pushing they keep pushing they keep pushing. Um, and I think you are starting to see the backlash of people, especially with Bud Light Target and Disney, where people are saying like, you know what? I was fine with it. I was all about, if you're an adult, go do what you want to do. You do you. But now it's become, everybody has to participate. And I think I've said this before, like forced participation is not freedom in this sense. And that's what they're doing is they're forcing society to participate in these lifestyles. And a lot of people are putting their foot down going, I I don't want to participate. Like, I don't care if you do it. I don't care if you keep it, you keep it away from kids. Don't let my kids see it. Don't force me to participate in your lifestyle. So um, what did you think of this article? Well, I liked the article a lot. Uh, unfortunately you broke up the entire time you were reading it, but like you said, you'll add it to the show notes and, uh, heard it, like they obviously didn't read the whole article, but they made some excellent points about, you know, if, if you're Daniel Boone at Disneyland, be Daniel Boone. Don't, don't like mm-hmm. put something else on us. If you're Snow White, be Snow White. You know, stop making like Snow White is just, she's not a man. Data Blue is not a woman. Mm. And so those, those characters, those people playing the cast members as a woman is nearly on the, you know, they can do whatever they want when they leave. But when you're at work, your, your job is to be that position. Your job is to do that job. So it's really bizarre that they've like created this whole, like, no, you be you, but work. I don't know. It's just, that is weird. And um, I agree with them. And like, they made the point, like Taylor Swift, agree with her or not. If you get a ticket to see Taylor Swift, you get to see Taylor Swift. She's her, you know, on stage personality, beautiful girl, beautiful voice, all that. Say woman, she's not a girl, but you know, she gets up there, she entertains. She's a woman. She entertains as a woman. She's got all her costumes, all her things, but like she's Taylor Swift and she's entertaining us. And um, so I thought that article made really good points. And then you went on to talk about forced participation. And I used to be of the belief that if I go out to dinner and there is a gay couple sitting at the table next to me, them being married or not, them having a marriage certificate or not, it does not change my life. It has zero effect on my life. Like, why should I care what is going on there? But when all of a sudden now they're like, you will, we demand respect. You will respect us. Respect is like, you don't have to like us, but you have to respect us. No, I don't. 
respect is earned and I'm tired of this like I read it in so many articles where they're constantly just like, you will respect us. And I'm not talking about just gay people. I'm talking about the whole pride movement. You will respect us. I don't have to respect that. I don't, I don't have to respect anything. Respect is earned. And I'm not just going to throw it out there just because you say respect me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and it's, it's no longer. and, And I think maybe this is the year that you start to see people say, uh, maybe they put their foot down. Maybe this is the line in the sand where they say this is too much. Um, and we're going to get to in a little bit about what happened with the LA Dodgers and this, uh, the sisters of perpetual indulgence. Um, it may be the point where people say, uh, you know, enough is enough at this point. And, uh, you know, I've heard from, from people who are, who people are gay and they say, look, I, I don't even want to be a part of the LGBT community anymore. I just want to live my life. I, I don't want to be a part of this community anymore. Um, I was worried about this happening. I was worried about this years ago that this would just turn into everyone keeps pushing and pushing and pushing. I just want to live my life. I just want to be, um, sort of do my thing. If I want to marry my boyfriend and my make him my husband or you know whatever, female make them their wives um that's fine that's all they wanted to do they just want to live their lives and i think there's even a part of the community that is starting to create a backlash and that's why um gays against groomers has become such a huge following of people who are part of the community and say like look i'm i agree with you i think it's gotten too radical it's gotten too far um it's too much of shoving it down your throat even people in the community saying, you know, I wouldn't, I don't want my kids to be exposed to some of the materials and stuff that's happening in public schools. Why, why would I think that's okay? Just in the name of pride and all of this stuff. Um, so I think it's, it's amazing how they make it seem like it's this huge, overwhelming majority of people. Like it's this, just, the supermajority of people. It's almost like with the with abortion. Abortion's the same sort of way. They make it seem like everybody in the country is for abortion. If you're not for abortion, you're one of the weird radical fringe right wingers. Um, you're on your own. You're, you're you're out there. You're just being weird all by yourself. Um, they make it seem like you're part of this super minority. But I think like with what's going on here a lot of and a lot of these issues and these controversies you're starting to see the actual super silent majority step up and go no like no we we, we've had enough we're not buying bud light anymore we're not going to target anymore um disney's still making a ton of money but the movies are flopping um so i think they they did this incredible mind game where they've they and that's usually the help of corporations and the media to make it seem like you live in this world where you're the minority if you disagree with it or you want to speak up about about it um when in reality i think there's probably more of a majority than people think so um question yeah what is the difference between pride and organized religion 
That's a tough question. The difference between pride and organized. They are an organized religion. It is a group of people with their set rules. That's what organized religion is. And their, yeah. their God is, I don't know, their, their, whatever, their flag, I don't know their, what their God is, but they're, they're, they have become, and I know you've made this point too, like they're like an organized religion. They are, they are an organized religion. I mean, if you look up the definition of what an organized religion is, pride. And, yeah. um, If And you've made this point several times. If you were to go into a public school and push, you know, a Catholic mass month and the school was required to do it, there would be so much backlash. Mm. If we were, you know, to, to or anything Christian or even a rally, a, you know, a school rally dedicated to mass, there would be such yeah. outcry. And yet somehow they're allowed to do this with our tax, you know, tax-funded teacher schools administration they're allowed to have these entire rallies months we'll get to the flying of the flag soon all that at public schools you know public public education is tax funded education meaning we the people are funding it and yet if we were to go in demanding any sort of christian related thing bible reading we would we would be shoved out and if if the school did it they there would be absolute anarchy and yet they're allowed to get away with this on our dime yeah yeah i think i brought that point up in the episode with jessica tapia who by the way go watch that episode um go to i forget how many episodes back it was but it was a great episode jessica tapia uh if you don't know who who that is she was the teacher who was fired for not pushing this the transgender ideology on kids and because she's Christian, it, it went against her religious beliefs to do so. And she was fired. She's still in the middle of a lawsuit right now against the school district. Um, but I had made the point that if, if I, as a devout Catholic came up to you and said, the only way I can feel validated is you have to come to mass with me every Sunday. And someone says, well, I, I don't want to go to mass with you. I'm not Catholic. doesn't matter. I have to get validated through your participation in my lifestyle. Yeah. So I don't care if you're not Catholic, you're coming to mass with me. You're going to sit there. You're going to kneel. You're going to pray. Maybe you're, you're not going to, you're not going to have communion because you're not a true Catholic, but you know, it's, it's how that's basically the ideology here is you, they don't see, they see acceptance as you participating and you have to participate. And I think yeah. there, that's where a lot of people are starting to diverge on this is this idea of like, look, I accept you. I accept that you love who you love. I accept that you do what you want to do. I'm fine with that. We live in California. We get it. People are, are different out here. We live in a, a kooky state, but that's what people love about California is it is a little kooky. Um, maybe people don't love that. It's always kooky, but people like that. It's kooky. Um, and, and that's, I feel like most people, I feel like that's most Americans. That's probably a vast majority of Californians is yeah, I, you know, you go do your life. This is a free country. You know, if you're Christian, usually you shouldn't judge, um, just go about your business. But I think we've caught and gotten on this divergence where people are like, look, I've accepted you. 
I've accepted you and respect you as a human being who does what they want to do. But now you're asking me to participate. And we'll get to it in a little bit with the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. You're asking me to accept basically public humiliation of my religious beliefs. Yeah. You are, you are asking that I, yes. that I sit here and go, yeah, it's totally fine that you mock and degrade my religious beliefs. Go right ahead. Because it's all in the name of acceptance. And that's what it's become is I could do whatever I want because it's, it's all about acceptance. And I think that's, I think that's the line in the sand where people go, you know, man, I was with you for a long time. I'm not with you anymore. You know, you're on your own. You've pushed too many buttons. So. Well, um, also with the acceptance thing too, they've, I, I don't have a problem with a gay person. I don't. Um, but I do have a problem with pushing this gender, whatever is going on with our kids. I, I absolutely have a problem with that. I absolutely judge that. I absolutely do not accept that. We're mutilating children in the name of acceptance and that's not okay. And mm-hmm. so I, I do have a line there and it's like, I don't hate that. Like it's, you know, like you don't hate the sinner, but you hate the sin kind of, I don't know if you've heard that saying in church. Yeah. Certainly yeah, I've, I've heard, heard that a lot, yeah. but it's just like, I am not of the belief that, you know, you can be pro-life, but you don't go blow up abortion clinics. I'm not of that. I don't condone that whatsoever. And don't, you don't go after the doctors, you know, like it's not for me to go and take them out. Like that's wrong. I absolutely don't go harass them, but there needs to be like this, this needs to stop for kids. It needs to be consenting adults only. Yeah. Yeah. The, the push on kids, I think overall has been the consensus of that was the line too far for most people. Once you start to go after children and make that the next thing, and, and it's crazy how they're doubling down on this where it's not just, Oh, we want to, expose them to it now it's we want them to engage in it and what do you mean you don't have a choice in what your kids want to do they're all our kids you know the kids belong to the village and we're the village and we want to raise them up and it's like that's where i think a lot of parents and people are going whoa 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 wait a second no no right now stay away from my kids don't give, don't show them that stuff. Don't expose them to that stuff. And then you have parents who are on the left, who are far left, who in the name of virtue signaling, feel like they have to outdo it and go, Oh, well, we're definitely going to go to this drag queen story hour. And we're definitely going to go to this drag show with fake breasts and nipples and all that stuff. We're definitely going to go that because that's how woke we are. That's love. Uh, It's love. It's acceptance. And I just feel like exposing children to this who are so impressionable and don't know what they want to do in that. They just want to be children and they don't know what they want to do in lives can be easily influenced by their parents and people and adults around them. Um, Right. And I, 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 maybe I'm dumbing it down too much or, 
but who cares? In, in my mind, this is how I see it. When I was a kid, I, I was a big fan of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Loved being, you know, I loved pretending I was a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. I'd go out, my cousin, we'd, we'd pretend, we'd pick which one we were the favorites. Oh, I'm going to be Michelangelo. I'm going to be, uh, you know, Donatello or Raphael or something like that. Nerds who are Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle fans will understand what the heck I'm talking about. And I, you know, we played this game a lot. That was our imaginary game. We pretended we were Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That didn't mean as a kid, because I pretended I was a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, that my parents should have taken me to surgically get a tur a turtle shell attached to me and paint me green. Like that's right. like kids pretend kids imagine right. they, they, they play around in their imagination. They change who are they, what characters there are. That doesn't mean you rush out and go like, this is who they want to be. They've identified, they figured out who they want to be at four years old. So let's run out and do this. It's right. It may be an oversimplification, but no, that's I, how I feel. Same. Like I've used the same example. I have three sisters. We had a pool growing up and we were lived in that pool. We played Little Mermaid. We were all mermaids. Mm -hmm. That was like the ultimate girl thing, you know. And uh, my parents certainly didn't get us fins and stuff. Like they, they didn't, didn't surgically attach a giant fin to you. No, like it didn't happen. No. And yet, that was like our daily lives, you know, for like six months in the pool. It's like <laughs> we're mermaids. Yeah. We played a lot of imaginary make believe games like that. Like, and my, you know, I remember at one point my younger sister saying something like, oh, when I grow up, I want to be a boy. And at that, in the 80s, like, you just laugh at that, like, oh, ha, ha, ha. And then it's never brought up again. And nobody, you know, she's such a girly person. She's so girly. Yeah. Yeah. And people go through, people grow through phases. And the fact that we, we as a society have accepted that mutilation which is what it essentially is of children is acceptable because they've made this decision at a young age when they have not figured out who they are is insane to me um but sorry with all with all that said let's move on to the next thing oh i was um, still not ready to move on okay go ahead no, so i thought? i have a recent thought that i'm trying to I don't even know where I stand on this exactly. And I don't know if I can articulate it that well, but you can give me your feedback. I started thinking about with public schools, how there's, you know, we know there's a push to, to make the teachers, the schools replace the parents. They're trying to separate kids from parents and, and they're using the excuse of, you know, it's not safe for some kids to come out to their parents or to, you know, and I, and that, that's true. I don't deny that there's not some unsupportive or terrible parents out there who will do and say horrific things if their kids come out as gay or transgender or whatever it might be that the parents don't agree with. Yes, that exists. I'm not denying it exists. Um, but so in place, they're being like, okay, well, you know, school's a safe place. Let's let the teachers do this. And the teachers are going to hide this from the parents because just in case, just in case. And while I don't agree with that, I started thinking, well, if that's the case, then why aren't they then using the money instead, instead of like funding this whole agenda with children, why wouldn't they be then using the money to be like parents, which again, again, I don't agree with this because I'm like government get out of everything in my life, but instead of turning it 
you know, the kids on the parents, why are they not then going and having these like seminars or whatnot for parents of here's how to deal if your child does this and this. And again, I'm not going to agree with what they do, but I would rather that they talk to the parents and be like, here's how you can handle this situation should it arise versus, hey, kids come to me and I won't tell your parents. Like if they really truly care about the issue, why are they not going and having these things funding it for parents instead of kids? Yeah. It's kind of terrifying that there is this trend of we're going to keep this a secret from your parents. Right. But we were kids. We were told, you know, no secrets from parents and don't ever be afraid to go to your parents and stranger danger and all that. Yeah. And, and who's to say, like, even if to keep it a secret from parents, who's to say that the, those parents won't specifically be supportive of what happens? Well, I mean, just, that too. if the default Absolutely. is if the default is, oh, we have to keep everything from your parents. It, it does create this weird relationship and this weird dynamic between the school and the parents where the school now believes that when the child is in their care, it's their child and the parents are no, have no longer any agency or authority over their children. And that's the weird right. dynamic that scares me. I'm not even a parent, but I can imagine if, a school said, we know better than you and we're not telling you because when they're in our care, they're our children, then that would infuriate me as a parent. Be like, excuse me, right? they're not, they're not your kids just because no. they go to your school. They're my children. They could just easily go to another school where they, you guys won't do this. Um, and I think that's part of the whole it takes a village and these are our children and it all, all the children belong to the community. So parents really don't have any agency over their children. And if their children want to go do something, it's like we talked about with Scott Weiner in that bill um, that he, he pushed forward with uh, transgender kids that, that did go into effect this year, where if you are a child who a minor who identifies as transgender and you want to come to California Basically, California will not recognize the parental rights of parents yeah. out of state, which is terrifying that the parents can then no longer come and get their child and child can come here and stay in California just goes, nope, you have no say over this. Sorry. Even if you get an order from a court in Oklahoma to return the child, we're not going to listen to it because it's California. We don't care. Um. It's just, it's a terrifying shift in our society that the state, I would say the state overall, because mostly this is all public schools, the state overall is making this push that you don't own your children. The state actually owns your children and we'll, we'll raise them for you. You know, thank you for, for creating them and birthing them. We'll take it from here. We want from crib through college. That's their whole plan. We want them from like, as soon as they're birthed, we want to have control over them from the minute they're bro they're born all the way through college. So we can create. Well, they want to own them after college too. You own them via after college, student, yeah. loans, student loans, and then they have to get, you know, whatever job to pay back the student loans. And then you're just owned by the government. It, but they'll yeah. promise to then, you know, uh, what do you call it? 
to do away. Why, why can't I think of the right word? Where, where you know, erase, eliminate your student debt. So then you vote for the Democrats because they're gonna, you know, throw your debt that you have. So yeah, they just own you for life. Yeah, they tease you with that little little morsel of. It's funny how they went from they backed off for, and this is, has nothing to do with the episode. They went from total student loan cancellation to, uh, how does twenty thousand dollars feel? It's like that's not all the student debt, but anyway. That's Democrats for you. Big promises, and then they back way off of it. Um, so this article you sent me from the Los Angeles Daily News uh, was about pride flag flies over LA County headquarters for the first time in history. It's a historic day in LA County. Amid speeches condemning attacks on the gay community and anti-transgender laws in other states, the Board of Supervisors made good on a March motion to raise the pride progress flag over its headquarters containing county offices as a symbolic act of love and acceptance of all queer county residents. Can you say queer or is that not inclusive? I feel like queer is not all that inclusive. Isn't um, that what the Q is? Well, I the think you LB? forgot the rest. Oh, I think they forgot the rest oh. of the alphabet. I just, I sighed because it immediately starts off with a bit the attacks. I'm not denying there aren't attacks and we're going to get to one in a moment. They happen, but they make it sound like, you know, you're getting stoned walking down the street. If you even remotely have anything pride related on or something, it's just, I, I get, you know, amid all these attacks. Well, Joy Behar said, you're on so the prideful. She said that. They, they, the red states want to turn America into Uganda where they throw gays off buildings and stone them to death. And I was like, that sounds kind of racist. Uh, Joy Behar, you know, talking down about an African country, but I don't think we're anywhere close to throwing LGBT members off rooftops and stoning them publicly in the street. Um, but it's nice they acknowledge that that stuff exists. Yeah, I, I don't know. There are obviously hate crimes, but these attacks overall are not like, um, it, it's not everywhere. Uh, so the article goes on to say, Sister Tootie Two of the LA Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence gave a blessing calling the flag a lantern to bring the light to those who suffer in the dark and a beacon of hope to those who feel marginalized or forgotten. Uh, and if you don't know the sisters of perpetual indulgence, which is what we have heard about with the Dodgers, that's the whole controversy over there. We're going to get to that in a second. Um, the archdiocese of Los Angeles issued a statement at that time, speaking against the decision to honor a group that clearly mocks the Catholic face, makes light of the sincere and holy vocations. Um, and holy vocations of our women, of our women religious. The Diocese of Orange called the sisters group anti-Catholic and anti-Christian and said they engaged in demeaning behavior. Uh, the board of supervisors invited Sister Toot to the ceremony, something she said was an honor. We emulate nuns because we respect them. Okay, I'm still here, so I'm going to keep talking. We feel we are flattering until Phil comes back. 
There is no hate in our uh, hearts. Except so we're talking about this article uh, she in the Los Angeles Daily News where they're having the, the pride flag flying over LA County headquarters for the first time in history. And in attendance, let me see, I just pulled up the article. LGBT justice and, and to build inclusive see, communities. They had um, Through a lens Sister of Trudy Tute of the LA Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence um, gave a blessing calling the flags Catholic group a lantern to bring light to those who suffer in the dark and a beacon of hope to those who feel marginalized or forgotten. The Sisters is a 44-year-old charitable group known for um, drag depictions of so yeah. Catholic nuns, which I think we've um, all heard a lot about them lately in the news looks like her screen due to this whole situation with the um, Dodgers, which we were going to kind of touch briefly on that. Um, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, um, though. Anyway. And so I think there was only... Like I said... Four or five people in attendance of great. this, but they talked about how they will be flying the pride flag at um, other public locations, such as libraries. Uh, let me see. Let me scroll in the article real quick. Do, 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 do. Technology yeah, has not been great. I can tell you that right now. It's been really rough um, this week. They have not had it. So I've tried to see where else they mentioned they really would be flying it, but basically at a bunch of public um, anyway, places. So while we try and figure out what's going on, I'm just going to keep talking. Uh, so yeah, this so is LA County. Uh, question as if a lot of these things is, are if this happening, is happening in, at public in buildings, LA County. Um, um, LA County, which is probably... Should we not then be asking the for a month of a Christian country flag? For this, if not like someplace like San The American Francisco. flag, my gosh. Um, how about Blue Lives Matter? This um, how about a month like for Memorial Day or Veterans Day? Like, shouldn't we be pushing them? for these, um, which are not all inclusive, but neither is the pride flag? So I'm just curious, at what point do we just fly all the flags? That's an actual progressive group. And... Says so the work toward LGBT justice and building inclusive communities. That would not be completely in line with the Catholic I'm teachings to get anyway. Um, so sorry, guys. We've been having technical issues with our studio that we use. And so I don't want to just be sitting here, just me on camera, not saying anything. But I know Phil had a couple articles that he was going to bring up and even a video that I don't have. Okay, I think Phil's coming back in just a second here. Um, okay, so there was a rainbow flag was burned at the Pasadena Buddhist Temple in late April, which was being investigated as a hate crime. On May 22nd, employees of... Oh, okay, we're going to talk about this, so I'll wait for Phil to come back because um, I know he was going to talk about this article. But there was another incident at an elementary school. Are you back? I, I think I was talking to myself for like the last 10 minutes. I was like, oh, Camille's gone. I'm just going to keep talking about this. What, yeah, well, what were you talking about while I was gone? I just talked about more about the article. I didn't get too far ahead because I didn't want to, you know, we have things to discuss here. But I think we're good. Okay. So did we talk about the pride flag over L.A. County? I, I briefly went into that and I mentioned okay. a few things about that article. Okay. So I was reading it and then you, I went, I must've went out. So I'll go over it real quick because I was going over it. I was literally talking to myself in the dark over there. I was like, I think, did she drop out or did I drop out? Um, You're fired. But anyway, good job holding down the fort while I was we'll gone see. for those couple minutes. 
who knows? Well, we can always edit this in post. Um, anyway, uh, so I was talking about this because this was the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. And Sister yes. 2D2 of the LA Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence gave a blessing. Um, yes. Okay, so this is a group that says, and it says later in the article, uh, she goes on to say, She's that the group is not mocking anyone with faith. She said a progressive Catholic group, a call to action is inviting them to speak on its website. Cut is blah, blah, blah. Um, where's the line I wanted to see? She said something about, uh, well, she said something about how they're not trying to make fun of nuns. They're trying to respect them. Um, okay. Although they're trying to give out blessings. So, if you're doing everything like a nun would do, like giving out a blessing um, and you're dressing like a nun, sort of, because they're not actually dressed like nuns, they just have the habits on, you're sort of, in a way, making a mockery of our religion. And by our religion, I mean yes. as Catholics. Um, and the fact that they're saying, oh, well, we're not making a mockery of you. It's just, it's we're, we're showing utter respect for the nuns. Well, not really, because you're you're not respecting what they do. You've turned it into a spectacle. It's not serious. It's your own thing. Um, I've heard this said before. I think this is the point that a lot of people are making right now when it comes to Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. Is you wouldn't have the rabbis of Perpetual Indulgence, would you? Would you have the imams of perpetual indulgence no it seems to be that the last vestige of of acceptable prejudice in america seems to be against catholicism you can make fun of catholics all you want you can mock them you can make a spectacle out of their religion you can make a spectacle out of the crucifixion and jesus christ you can do all of that it's fine it's absolutely fine in fact it's it's applauded and cheered by progressives all over the celebrities and the woke culture. Um, and they just seem to think that they're not, they, they don't see the issue with it and they, they play victim right away as to, well, you're attacking us because of who we are. No, we're bringing, we're just critiquing and speaking our voices and saying, speaking up to this and saying, wait a second, you're mocking our religion yet we're not supposed to say anything about it. And that's leads us into this whole issue with what happened with the Dodgers and all over baseball, actually, because there's been a bunch of players who have come out against what's happening with the sisters of perpetual indulgence. Um, Clayton Kershaw, the future hall of fame pitcher from the Dodgers came out and basically said, look, I didn't agree with this. I was not a fan of this. And he was the one who brought back Christian faith night at Dodger stadium as sort of a balance to, well, if you're going to do this, we should also have Christian faith night. Um, but I did want to show this video. Hopefully fingers crossed Riverside holds on <laughs> long enough for us to actually do this. Um, this is from Bishop Robert Barron. Cause he's talking about the sisters of perpetual indulgence. Whew. Controversy involving the LA Dodgers and the 
Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. Um, you know, the Dodgers invited this group, which I think can only be described as an anti-Catholic hate group, invited them to be honored at, uh, at the Dodger Stadium. Then when there was a howl of protest from Catholics and others, they disinvited them, good move. But then they reinvited them. And the reinvitation was accompanied by a kind of pathetic apology where they were praised for all the great work that they do. Now look, I'm not going to go into all the details. Look them up on YouTube or something. You'd find what they do. I'll give you one example. I think it was on Easter Sunday, uh, there was a display where they have Jesus on the cross, so the most sacred moment in history for Catholics. And a, a drag queen comes in and kind of pulls Jesus off the cross, then does a sort of uh, pole dance on the cross. Again, for Catholics, it's hard to imagine anything more offensive than that. And can I just do a little thought experiment? Suppose this group had dressed up in a kind of simulacrum of a rabbi and had done something deeply disrespectful to the Torah, or take it a step further, had dressed up in a, you know, mockery of a, of a Muslim cleric or imam, and then had desecrated the Quran. What would the reaction be? You know, those questions answer themselves, but somehow attacking Catholics in this most uh, uh, disgraceful way is okay. Not only okay, it should be honored. You know, everybody, I've said this before, but there's a long tradition in our country of anti-Catholicism. It was said famously, oh, about a century ago, the last acceptable prejudice in America's anti-Catholicism. We've been hated by the extreme right. Think of the KKK. Now we're, we're hated by the extreme left. But we shouldn't tolerate it. It should not be tolerated within our American polity. One thing I would say, since the Dodgers clearly are not responding um, to a decent appeal to reason, I, I'd encourage my friends back in L.A., look, I was auxiliary bishop for six years in L.A. I threw out the first pitch at a Dodgers game a few years ago. But I'd encourage my friends back there, boycott the Dodgers. May I say, too, especially my Hispanic friends, many of whom are big baseball fans out there, this is your religion. This is the religion of your family, of your abuela and abuelo, of your familia, your tradición. Why are we tolerating this? We shouldn't be tolerating it. So let's pray, everybody. Let's pray for the defense of our faith, and let's stand for the Catholic faith. God bless you. Um, so that was Bishop Robert Barron. He's in Minnesota. He was, uh, like you said, he was auxiliary bishop in LA for a while. Um, that video's definitely gone viral uh, for his public outcry of what the Dodgers did. But I, you know, I think he's absolutely right, and I don't think there's anything I disagree with with him in that video, which is. Why is it acceptable in the name of acceptance and Pride Month and all of this stuff? Do people have to be ridiculed? And it's ironic that their, their whole message and goal of Pride Month is acceptance and love and this is our lives and we can learn from each other um, so that we can cut through prejudice and all of this only to have a night honoring a group that is prejudiced, that critiques people who are different than them, makes a mockery of people who are different than them. It is the opposite of tolerance and acceptance. Um, so uh, there was an interesting quote I read today that Father, I think it was Mike Schmidt said, is that the darker it gets, the brighter the candle of light is. Basically meaning 
even though the world seems to be getting darker and darker around us, there is a light that the, the light, which is religion, whatever you are religious for seems to get brighter and brighter, um, because people gravitate towards it. Uh, but anyway, what are your thoughts on what Bishop Robert Barron had to say in that video? Well, I absolutely agree. Um, I have a different idea of what, if, instead of boycotting, although I don't think anyone should go to the game that, when is that the date with the sisters? Do you even know? Um, I, I'm not quite sure, but okay. it's so obviously I, soon. I think don't go to that, but, um, I'm just picturing a white person showing up in blackface and being like, I'm representing Jesus and I'm including all of you. And that would not, that would not go over. That would, no. you know, absolutely not. And that's the same idea. And if you even go to their uh, website and click on donate, the comments are saw the message of hate spread by Christians who wanted to support your message of love and inclusion. Um, I'm in honor of Clayton Kershaw. And then there's like middle fingers and you know, thank you for doing what organized religion should be doing and not. Thank you, ladies. You're a godsend. Um, I could go on and on, but I won't. So are they, I've heard the Christian, the Kershaw night is canceled. And then I've heard it's back on. And I, is it also happening? As far as I know, yeah, the Christian faith night okay. is on. So they're, they're both happening. So this is where I see yeah. the church has an opportunity. And by the yeah. church, I mean any churches uh, that are sane where the, they show up to the parking lots or the outskirts of the daughter stadium, whatever. And they literally, they have their tents and they are there just introducing themselves to people and like saying, come, you know, to my church, here's a flyer. Can I introduce you to Jesus? And then they do the same thing on the Christian night, but they, the churches literally buy out every single ticket, like, you know, larger churches buy hundreds of tickets, smaller churches buy, 100 tickets, 50 tickets, they literally buy out that entire night and they give the tickets to their to the communities. They get the people to come and there's an opportunity for all those people to learn about Jesus. So instead of making a hate on hate, like we're going to retaliate, we're going to boycott you, we don't like you, you just show up, you don't argue and you just spread Jesus. Yeah. That's my, that, that would be my answer. <laughs> yeah, I think, um, you know, not to get too far into the religious aspect of what we're talking about, but um, I think there is something to be said about the church does need to take a stand. And mm -hmm. I, I'm glad that there are people like uh, Bishop Robert Barron who full-throatedly have come out, even the Archdiocese of LA. Uh, and I believe the, D what was it? The, it was in the other article, um, the Diocese of Orange have also come out and basically spoken up against the sisters of perpetual indulgence. I think the church needs to be more bold in these sort of situations. And I don't think to, the, the common refrain from people on the left who are not religious against Christians is, well, you're Christian. You just have to turn the other cheek, right? No, doesn't mean we get to just be doormats. Yeah. doesn't mean we just get to walk all over us. It doesn't mean you, we just have to sit there and take the humiliation. Um, you know, uh, Christians have been persecuted since Jesus died on the cross. Um, doesn't mean that they all turned the other cheek and just kind of went away. Like every time someone criticized them. Um, so 
there's always this refrain of like, well, you just have to accept it. You have to, this is what Christians do. You just have to turn around and accept it. No, you don't have to be a doormat. You can stand up. And I think the church has to stand up and be a little bit more bold and say what they're saying and say what they feel, which is we don't accept this. This is anti-Catholic bigotry. This is hate speech towards Catholic. This is, you know, mocking a group of people based on their religious beliefs. And I agree, especially his point about the Dodgers have an enormous Hispanic fan base. The idea that there is a group that is going to mock Catholicism when you have a fan base that is, uh, you know, so, so uh, predominantly Hispanic in LA, it just seems weird that they would just snub their nose at a good amount of their fans. And it, I mean, it comes back to the whole thing with like Target and Bud Light. Like why would Bud Light put Dylan Mulvaney on its, its can when people who drink Bud Light don't want to see a transgender on their, their Bud Light can. Um, so any final thoughts on Bishop Robert Barron and this, we want to get to the last couple stories um, so I guess our take your questions episode turned into a full take on pride night or take on pride. Pride episode. <laughs> wasn't even planned. This will be the, this will be the third time episode two twelve has changed what its title was going to be. Um, I'm going to talk about this real quick, uh, because while, yeah, we have been kind of speaking out against a lot of this. There has also been pushback that I think goes too far, which is not the right way to handle it. Uh, transgender, this is from LA Times, transgender teachers pride flag burned at Satakoy Elementary or protests have, uh, escalated. Um, on May 22nd, a full-time teacher at the school who was transgender discovered a pride flag that had been displayed in a flower pot was burned and the pot had been broken. Um, the school has been dealing with internal problems related to LGBTQ plus issues besides the burning of pride flag on May 19th, three days after the Instagram, Instagram account Satikoy Elementary Parents was created. Parents pulled their children from a classroom that was being taught by a transgender substitute teacher, according to three school sources who spoke with the Times. The substitute had worked at the school before and never had any problems, according to a teacher who requested anonymity out of fear of retaliation from the parents or the district. It was awful, said another staff member. I get that people have freedom of speech and the ability to believe and have their own opinions, but when it directly results in affecting the livelihood of another person, it's unconscionable. Uh, <coughs> is my favorite way that they try and end it. The parent protests are part of a national conservative movement against discussing sexuality in grade school, which some activists say is a smokescreen for anti-LGBTQ plus sentiment. It's not. Right. Um, I mean, you're using it as a smokescreen by saying it's anti-LGBTQ plus sentiment and you're trying to cover up that all this stuff is happening. That's the smokescreen. They think it's going one way. It's actually going the other way. It's kind of like, uh, if you want a perfect example, just read any tweet on any given day by our favorite politician in California, Senator Scott Weiner, because um, he's always gaslighting people to believe that all of this is because of anti-LGBT hate speech, um, 
when in reality it's people just speaking up. Okay. So not the right way. Again, not the right way to do it. Don't go burning right. flags. Don't be terrorizing people. Make your voices loud and heard in a civil organized manner. So if you're Correct. listening, don't go burn transgender flags or pride flags. Um, do like Robert Bar- or Bishop Robert Barron, you know, just speak loud and with authority, let your opinion be known, but right. don't hurt people and don't burn no. flags. Uh, the last thing I want to show you was this video from my neck of the woods, uh, Chula Vista elementary board votes in favor of raising pride flag. Let's pull that up. Hours about raising the pride flag at the district office building. Thank you for joining us on this Wednesday night. I'm Kathleen Bade. A week ago, a motion to raise the commemorative flag failed. But tonight, the board reversed course. Our Sarah Allegra starts us off in the South Bay with the story. It was an emotional day here Vista, after three hours of de- the board finally made its decision in a four to one vote, voting favor of raising that pride flag, not only during the month of June, but other months right here at the Chula Vista. All those in favor of the resolution say aye. Yes. The Okay, so Phil's gone again. So I think I should just read you some of this article from the video that he was playing. Hold on, let me have it right here. Okay, so Chula Vista, California, that's uh, San Diego County. Wednesday was fueled by a debate in South Bay over raising the commemorative pride flag. Board members of the Chula Vista Elementary School District listened to arguments on both sides of the issue at a special emergency meeting for several hours. After three hours of public comments, the board voted in a four to one vote in favor of raising the pride flag during the month of June and other months throughout the year. So now they're going to include other months, which I actually thought that was maybe going to happen because, you know, pride month starts today, June 1st, but schools are getting out over the next week or two. And I thought, oh, they're going to want to like push this back and push this back. So they get their full month and um, time. And some of the comments by parents, like there was one parent, trigger warning, my child who was befriended by a Christian person in the school once said, I'm here to save you. I'm here to save you from being gay, that you're going to die in hell. My child attempted suicide two months later. Chula Vista parent Gretel Rodriguez shared. Her child I'm back. was also there before the board Wednesday. Okay, I'm going to stop reading because Phil has the video. I'm gonna, Yeah, I'm going to go back to the video. I have no idea what's going on. I apologize, everybody. I, the internet is just... Anyway, let's go back to watching this video. Uh, where were we? I'll go back. 
Make representation. Of the resolution, say aye. 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 All those against? I'm against. The final conclusion and motion in Chula Vista. Hate against one group is commemorative pride flag at the district office. If I had the resources that I had there, like it gave like something, anything, like representation, I would have not have swallowed a pills in order to escape all the pain that I felt in my life. Parents, students, and residents with pride and American flags in hand, symbolic of the change they want to see, all with an individual story packed inside this boardroom, centered around the flagpole just outside. As a proud gay man, I can tell you that this pride flag does not represent me. May 15th to May 21st, we had National Police Week. Did you raise a flag to honor our police? In a 2-2 to two vote last week, the motion in favor of the flag Oh, no. Come I on. can hear you. So it's just the video. It's the video, but I can hear you. Okay. Okay. Well, while it's, uh, I don't know what's going on with the internet. While it's figuring out and loading again, um, it was interesting what that one person said. He said, as a proud gay man, this flag does not represent me. And that's pretty bold for him to say this pride flag does not represent me. Um, you know, and he said that there was police awareness week. Did you raise a flag for police? Um, kind of in a rebuttal to. Oh, geez. Um, let's see. We lost Phil again. So I wanted to just point out that this is an elementary school, like, you know, K through fifth grade. And so they're just, they're really pushing this on the kids. Like you are going to respect us. You are going to know us. You are going to celebrate us on kids. It's children. You're back. Right, we're going to try and get through this and we're going to try and wrap up this episode before the internet drives me nuts. All right. Ready? Yep. Okay. Let's go. Oh, come on. Now this doesn't want to work. Anyway. Uh, come on. Let's go. Let's go. There will be a, word, a strongly worded email going to Riverside tomorrow morning going, what the heck is wrong with your software? I give up. Let's see if we refresh it. Um, I just want to get through this video and it yeah. doesn't, it doesn't want to work. 
I apologize to everyone. Maybe it was, maybe it's Riverside. Maybe James Gallagher couldn't get on last week because it was Riverside. That's what I'm thinking. Because we've had a few issues with them lately. Yeah, it's been a lot of issues with this software recently. So um, we'll have to figure out what the heck's going on. Anyway, here we go. Belonging to Vice President Francisco Tamayo, who ended up flipping his vote Wednesday. How can any truly ethical person flip their position so easily and quickly? Strong leaders stand up for their principles without being bullied. It's a historic move in the South Bay, reflective of a parent's fight down both sides of the aisle. We do not hate you. Please address the dice. We do not hate you, but we are all included in this flag. You are included in this flag. Rooted in what they believe to be best for the children of Chula Vista. I've been in support of raising this flag. I stay in support of raising this flag. And I will always support raising this flag. And I support this resolution to protect our children. This comes just shortly after the Carlsbad Unified School District voted in opposition of raising the pride flag at their district. Now here in Chula Vista, now with the approval, we'll not only see the pride flag during the month of June, but also during the month of October. There's a wait, hold what? QIA plus history month. For now, this is the very latest what? year from Chula Vista. Sarah, like, there's an LGBTQ plus I history month and it's October. This what is, is I? I, 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 inter, I don't know. I don't know. Do if you know what I is? I don't know what I is. Is it intersexuality or something like that? LGBTQ plus I A? I A2? What? Hold on. If we're still here, I need to find out. Oh, man. Well, you find the that. Um, we're always evolving and changing. Uh, yeah. So it's it's become an issue now that um, obviously a lot of public entities and governments are now raising the flag. Obviously, by flag law, you can't raise it above the American flag. But still... It's being raised everywhere um, and you can't criticize it. And I think that one gentleman had the best kind of best argument, which is when it's about representation, did you, did you represent every single person and everybody who's been represented this year or is it only the pride flag? Um, yeah. And the fact that he said, came out and said, I am a proud gay man. This flag does not represent me. I bet you there are, many more like that gentleman who are like, at this point, I know what this pride flag stands for. It stands for, you have to submit to this ideology and this agenda. And that's probably what he doesn't want that. So I don't blame him. Um, it's become a hot button issue. And the fact that you, again, it's about going back to the article that I read in the beginning, you need, they, the, the reason for a pride month, according to the, the op-ed I read at the beginning, is about validation. It's about validation that they need this validation. And that's what I, all of this is about. Anyway, what was the I in the definition? Okay. Let me LGBTQIA. I don't even know what most of this means. And this is going to make this episode like 
18 plus, but the practice of confronting uh, heterosexism, sexism, genderism, allosexism, allosexism, and monosexism, sexism in oneself and others out of self-interest and a concern for the well-being of lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, intersex, and asexual people is founded on the understanding that dismantling heterosexism, monosexism, trans oppression slash trans misogyny slash cis sexism and allosexism is a social justice issue. Good night, everybody. <laughs> and on that note, uh, yeah, it's, I am it's not even like, I'm laughing because I don't even understand what I just read. It just it sounded like you. There were certainly words put together. I don't know what they all meant in a row, though. So I probably mispronounced like. all of them. It'd be like if there was a Mad Lib and you just put all the stuff in a row. Um, but anyway, we have gone on uh, for a while, now, so we need to wrap this episode up before uh, the internet drops. I, I was just saying we probably need to wrap this episode up before the internet drops me off again for some reason. Doesn't like our episode. I All right. On that note, we are ending the episode. I guess that was a good ending. Um, I'm not sure how much you guys all gathered from that, but please drop some comments on YouTube and let us know. If you have any thoughts or more insight into these issues on Pride Day. Good night, everybody. Oh, wait, no, I need, since Phil's not here, I have to say his whole ending. If you enjoyed this episode, you like the show, you like what you heard, please share the episode, share um, the, the link to the YouTube channel or the Rumble channel with a friend, text it, call somebody, email them. Phil likes to say, send a pigeon out, you know, with little handwritten note, whatever, whatever is you do to share this episode, please go ahead and share it and follow along on California underground. And as usual, the audio version of this will be up on Spotify, anchor, Apple, all the, all the places it will be up soon. And thank you for tuning in and staying with us through our technical difficulties. Good night, everybody. I'm back. Are we off? Uh, no, still recording. Um, I was. I actually logged in to try to log us out. So I already did your whole spiel. I told everyone. You already did, <laughs> you already did the whole spiel. Okay, thank you, everybody. I don't know what happened with the internet. I apologize. I I have no idea. I'm going to be sending a really strong. We worry let it to our podcast software. This was unbelievably horrible on their part I, i've never seen it this bad anyway camille already shared the whole thing make sure you like share subscribe review um all that stuff follow us on instagram blah blah blah, blah. uh share this with people and uh we'll see you next week on tuesday hopefully the internet works and uh bye everybody good night